0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Timeout with the Tories. I'm your host, Nick Tory. Uh, as always, we're going to kick off our Lakeshore uh, Preview episode uh, to start the playoffs with M7 Sports, Mike Mikoff. Mike, welcome back. Hey, thanks for
1: having me. It was a great regular season, and uh, looking forward to starting the second season and seeing all these teams hit the reset button.
0: Yeah, we've got we've got 12 games to talk about today. Plenty of teams uh, spanning from Division Two all the way down to Division Eight. So, uh, lot, lots of exciting football there um, along the lakeshore. So, yeah, oh yeah. So we'll start in Division Eight, where we've got Muskegon Heights taking on Holton. Uh, for the Tigers, it's their first trip to the playoffs uh, since Willie Sneed. Uh, and for Holton, uh, looking to continue what's been a successful season as well for them. What are your thoughts here uh, in this game? Yeah. So uh, you know, this is this
1: two really uh, you know kind of storybook seasons for them, more so for Heights than for Holton. But Holton, uh, I think. This is their second playoff appearance in about around 15 years. I think their second playoff appearance since 07, so uh, historic for them. And the last time they made it in 2018, they got in with the same record, bottom four, and made it all the way to the semifinal. Kind of a Cinderella story, so that was kind of fun to keep track of. And then Muskegon Heights hasn't made it, like you said, since Willie Snead was there back in 2010. Uh, and actually, uh, when Willie Snead played at Heights – uh, I think Steeds junior year in 09, when they made it to the semifinals, uh, their head coach right now, Van Parker, was one of his teammates. And so that makes it even more exciting. And uh, this is going to be Heights' first home playoff game in program history. I mean, uh, I think they played in a neutral site in 09, when, even when they got to host. I think they played at Grand Haven. So this is going to be the first – game, playoff game at Phillips Field, according to Coach Parker and program history. And uh, this one should be really high scoring. And both teams can score a lot of points and both teams give up a lot of points. So I think this is really going to be one of those that comes down to the last possession and whoever, kind of whoever has the ball last is going to win. But I'm going to, I'm going to roll with the Tigers. I'm going to say Muskegon Heights is going to win this one.
0: Yeah, I I really like their team too. Uh, You know, I think they're a really strong bunch. Uh, I'm going to go with Holton. Uh, I think you're right. I think it's going to come right down to the end. Um, I'm going to give a slight edge to Austin Fowler and his ability to throw the football. I think, you know, he's, he's got 28 passing touchdowns up there amongst, you know, he's got to be in the state rankings at that many touchdowns. Um, yeah. He can really, he can really sling it. And I don't, you know, I guess if it's a windy day, then I guess it plays the Muskegon Heights favor, but I'll go with Holton uh, in, in a close one. But I definitely think this one's going to be a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, so do I. And I don't, I don't blame you at all for your pick. I mean, I still could
0: go either way. And you said you'll be at that game, correct? Correct. Yeah. Saturday at 1 o'clock. Awesome. Well, that's uh, that's a must-watch game, must game there uh, at Phillips Field. So moving on to Division 7, we've got an entire district of teams. Uh, we'll start first with Muskegon Catholic Central. They'll take on Delton Kellogg. Uh, what are your thoughts here, uh, Panthers and Crusaders?
1: Yeah, so this is one of those situations, you know, where they're both here. They both earned it. But Muskegon Catholic, just the way they've been able to play all season long, especially the last few weeks, against some of the better teams in the state like Oak Ridge and Centerville. And I I made a joke last week when I was interviewing uh, Coach Zerwan, you know, uh, should we start calling you guys the Cardiac Crusaders because they've won two – in a row in the last 30 seconds of the game. So, uh, you know, some really exciting finishes for them that they came out on the uh, better end of. And this one should be one of the easier weeks for them in the postseason. And I, I don't think they'll have a problem with Delvin Kellogg. And uh, they should win by a few scores with good uh, running attack and their passing attack. They're starting to open up more. And it should set up a really good uh, district final matchup.
0: Yeah, I, I would agree. And, and you, know, you look at kind of Dalton Kellogg. So they're in at five and three. Um, they had a last second victory against Sagatuk, which they're also in the playoffs. Um, but the other three teams that, or the other four teams they've beat this year have a combined three wins. Um, so you do you do wonder a little bit in terms of strength of schedule. Um, so I, I think I'm right there with you. I think Muskegon Catholic should have no problem uh, in, in this game. So on the other side of this district, we've got Ravana versus North Muskegon, a uh, little West Michigan conference rematch.
1: Yeah, so both these teams are really banged up, and uh, actually, uh, the Ravana game for North Muskegon is when some of their players got hurt. I bl- I know for sure that's when James Young broke his collarbone, their quarterback, and I don't remember if it was that week or the next week that Denny Belmonte got hurt, uh, but both these teams are kind of banged up and missing some guys, but uh, North Muskegon won the first one on the road, and... Or I mean Ravana won the first one on the road and so I've got a default with uh I've got a default with the team that won and that's gonna be Ravana. And I think that'll set up just like I said before, even though I didn't want to give away my pick yet, uh that'll set up a really good distant final between what I believe the scheme Catholic and Ravana that's kinda of became a little playoff rivalry over the last two decades.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Um you know, North Muskegon, it, it was fun last week that, you know, they really needed that win and came out and played really well against Luddington, a 25-0 to victory. Um, you know, I know we talked last week about they had a lot of adversity to overcome to, to get past that game and into the playoffs. Yeah. So I, I think I'm going to go with Ravana too, though. I think how do, you, how do you not when, like you said, you know, regular season, they had some success and, and North Muskegon still struggling with some, some injuries.
1: Playing really well, and that, that Beale City win Week One is really well for them. That Beale City's
0: only lost this year. Yeah, Beale City looking like a strong contender in, in Division Eight. Uh, it's been an impressive win, like you said. It just continues to get better week, week in and week out. Moving on to Division Six now. We've got Montague against Central Montcalm. Montague six and three on the year. Uh, Central Montcalm five and four. Uh, what are your thoughts here in this one? common opponents, and you've got
1: one that we just talked about, Ravana. Uh, you know, Montague was uh, able to barely get the edge in Ravana uh, a few weeks back, and then Central Montcalm and Ravana just played, and Ravana handled it pretty easily. So, I'm going to go with Montague. They've had a tougher strike schedule, a tougher conference, and you look at the common opponent, and... Uh, you know, one was able to beat one that the other got blown up by. So I think uh, this should be a bounce back week for Montague that's lost the last couple of weeks against some really good top-ranked teams in the state. And uh, I, th- I think that'll set up a really good district final with them and uh, Reed City.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think Montague is going to win. At You know, it's kind of one of those things. We'll see if it continues under Pat Collins – or not without Pat Collins um, – but you know, it seems like every year, no matter what, Montague always finds a way to to win a couple playoff games, even if they've got a couple losses in the regular season. And I mean, this year, like you just said, right, their losses are Edwardsburg, Whitehall, and Portland, three teams that many believe, you know, are going to win a district and then some. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's exciting stuff for sure. Uh, I think Montague should should have no problem, and I think it'd be a fun game next week against Reed City, especially after we saw what they did against Whitehall last week.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So moving up to Division 5, we've got Oak Ridge against Big Rapids. Uh, The Eagles and the Cardinals, a little bird bowl action. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I hadn't even thought of that bird (laughs) bowl.
1: Yeah, I think – Oak Ridge got a really favorable district you know a lot of people were talking about they might get moved to that east bracket but uh, they ended up dodging that for a week with GRC or for a couple of weeks with GRCC Comstock Park and uh, West Cat so I think they really have a favorable district and uh, I'm gonna go with them to beat Big Rapids by a couple scores I think uh despite the last few weeks not really going their way for them they've they, uh, they played some tough teams, and you know obviously you don't want to have a super close game with North Muskegon, and you don't want to have a super close game with Urana, and you don't want to lose the Catholic. But I think those prepared them for this district, and uh, playing some of those teams like uh, like uh, Big Rapids or Tri-County, uh, I think uh, the schedule fared well for them this district.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I think they've got the upper hand on, on Big Rapids. There are a couple players on Big Rapids. I've been following them all year that I really like. Their quarterback's pretty strong, uh, Will Strickler. And then uh, they've got a great receiver, Jamal Strickland, uh, who's got some real speed. So they've, they've got some weapons, and, and they've been a surprise to me. I didn't think they'd be a playoff team in the preseason. Uh, they're a pretty young bunch, uh, but they've kind of rounded the corner here. Uh, but they've they've pretty much lost to the who's who in the CSA gold um and so i kind of think they're one of those teams that's you know beat up on the lesser teams and lost to the better teams and so i think oakridge has got to be the uh got to be the favorite here in this one and then uh it'll be interesting you know i was talking to someone earlier who thinks that that tri-county grant rematch on the other side of this district um, it was close the first time so you know if grant scores an upset that really flips this thing on its head uh, but you got to like where you're at if you're oakridge exactly like you said you avoid you avoid that grand rapids group uh, in district play
1: yeah, you never know. Grant had a big time upset last week against Kent City, and that kind of changed the landscape of D5 and, uh, and D6 because that bumped Kent City out of the playoffs. And then Manistee was nearly able to pull out that upset against Strike County. So, uh, you know, really, uh, any of this could go either way. But I, I think Oak Ridge is the favorite to win that. Distance.
0: Yeah, and it's going to be a lot of fun. and And that's what we love about the playoffs, right? I mean, so many, you know, teams that everybody's good at this point, and it'll be interesting to see kind of how it shakes out. So Division 4, uh, District 1 in Region 1, we've got Fruitport traveling to Cadillac. Uh, what are your thoughts there on the Trojans? The Trojans, one of the few teams in the playoffs with a losing record uh, at 4-5. and five.
1: Yeah, so this is, uh, this is one of those just like Oak ribs that I feel like maybe uh, maybe Fruitport and Whitehall got a little lucky uh, avoiding Unity Christian and that. uh in that district bracket, and really, that district is all a toss-up because Purport played Cadillac earlier this year. At their place, and it wasn't
0: it wasn't uh, you know super far off from being a
1: competitive game. I think it was twenty-eight to twelve, and I uh, you know they, they Purport's been able to. Uh, Beat all the teams they should, and, and I guess even some of the better teams, they've have been able to hang in there. I think the really the only two blogs they've had have been West Catholic and Community Christian, but I gotta go with Cadillac in this matchup just because, you know, they won uh, they won the first matchup. They beat some really good teams in the state, like uh, Portland and Reed City. So I think Cadillac's gonna win, but I think it'll be a closer game than the records indicate.
0: Yeah, I think I think Cadillac will win as well um, you know their only losses being to both of the Traverse City schools obviously a little bit bigger Class A schools um, yeah I mean th- those wins you just mentioned Reed City and Portland just continue to stand out you know both close games but just the ability to beat those those talented teams um, yeah I think I think Cadillac wins I probably think a little bit bigger margin than you do not quite uh, probably somewhere close to where it was last time you know 17 20 yeah. some, some, somewhere in there. So the other side of this district is Whitehall. Uh, despite their seven and two record, they're on the road. Uh, they'll be taking on the Spartans of Sparta. Um, what What are your thoughts here?
1: Yeah. So uh, you you look at some you know maybe head to head type of thing. You know. Uh, oh, so Whitehall lost to Oak Ridge, and I thought that was probably their worst loss this season. Probably the worst they've played. I covered that game in week two, and. Uh, you know, Oakridge, I felt like, had everything go right for them and Whitehall couldn't seem to catch a break with the boxing penalties and they just kept shooting themselves in the foot. And then Oakridge was able to barely beat Sparta. So, uh, I, you know, this is really a toss-up game for me. But I, I'm still going to go with Whitehall. I think, you know, this is probably one of the best teams they've had in a while. Well, they're not going to get past their district. I certainly think they have a good chance in the district.
0: Yeah, I I'm torn on this one too. I, I think it's really close, and I really like Sparta's ground game. They, they've really been impressive all year running the football. Um, but you do wonder a little bit, you know, playing in the OK Silver. It's a lot of the same things people say with Comstock Park, right? I mean, they have a good record, uh, but some of the bottom of that league is pretty tough, uh, and you know, just some just some not very good football teams. Um, and I think I think for that reason, I'll give a slight edge to Whitehall as well. I do like. I can't have them in plan. And like you said, their one loss to to Oak Ridge was just just a bad day. And then last week they just ran into a really hot Reed City team. And, I mean, Reed City is really good. So um, I'm right there with you. I'll go with Whitehall close. So the last game in Division IV, Spring Lake, will be taking on Grand Rapids Christian. Uh, That game will take place at Eagles Stadium there in Grand Rapids, both teams six and three. Uh, What are your thoughts here? All right. So we talked about uh, Oak Ridge –
1: Fruitport and Whitehall get favorable matchups, you know, compared to some of the projections in districts. This is one of those that I feel like, you know, Spring Lake really got the worst they could possibly get as far as they're going to have to play at Grand Rapids Christian, where some of the projections had on hosting a home game against Whitehall. Uh, they're going to have to play at Grand Rapids Christian, and then probably if they beat Grand Rapids Christian, they're going to have to play at Unity Christian, and on top of that, they're really, really banged up. I think their first two running backs are out, and uh, they have some other injuries across the board. So, uh, you know, they had a really good start to their season, but things aren't really going their way for them. And I'm, I'm going to go with Grand Rapids Christian on this one. Uh, you know, they're at home, they're healthier than Spring Lake is right now, and I think that'll play into their favor.
0: Yeah, I think Grand Rapids Christian, uh, you know, is is a good example of a team that I wrote off early this year. They lost to South Christian and Unity Christian, which are both good teams, but the way they lost, losing by 20 and losing by 37, I, I kind of just was like, oh, you know, Christian's not the best. And even when they beat East Grand Rapids, it was 13 to 11. It was like, oh, this is kind of a gross team. Well, they, they've turned on and played a lot better lately, almost beat Forest Hill Central. Um, and and I, I'm right there with you. I think I'll take the Eagles. Um my, my favorite stat all season has been uh, the play of Javier Thomas. He's one of the few guys out there that's got a touchdown pretty much every way you can think of it passing, rushing, receiving, defense, and returning. So okay. a little Swiss Army knife back there for the Eagles. Um, yeah, I'll and be- if you look at the
1: unit, looking at hindsight, you know, the Unity loss doesn't look awful either because Unity's beat everybody <laughs> like that.
0: Right. Yeah, that's, that's true. That's one of their closer games. Uh, I think the only one closer. Was West Catholic, which was twenty six yeah. compared to thirty seven. So that's that's pretty crazy. Um, so moving up to Division three, uh, the Muskegon Big Reds back in the playoffs. Um, they will be taking on Lowell, the eight and one Big Reds against the four and five Red Arrows. You know, a couple years ago, this would have been like a prime time matchup, two huge powers. Uh, but Lowell struggling a little bit at four and five. What are your thoughts here? Yeah,
1: I was thinking about that. I was just talking about that today with a few people how. I felt like growing up every year it was Mesquite and Lowell, and I think at the time Division Two, and basically whoever would win that game, you know, no matter when they played, would be in the state championship. It felt like, and now the, ever since Old Dean's left Lowell, it's kind of, the quality in the programs kind of dipped. I feel like it's coming back up. But uh, right now, I think there's a huge separation between the two programs, and uh, I think Muskegon should get this win easily and put a running clock in the
0: bowl. Yeah, I, I think you're right on it. You know, it's one of those things, Lowell, another one of those teams, just snuck in the playoffs at 4-5, and five. you know, given their strength of schedule. They played some pretty good teams. Uh, but yeah, I think Muskegon should, should have no problem. And, you know what? Not to look too far ahead for Cedar Springs. I think they've got a good game against Coopersville, but it seems like, once again, we're on pace for another year of Muskegon versus Cedar Springs in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: and that, this, this year, I don't know. I mean, I'd probably still give Muskegon the edge in that game as of right now, but Cedar Springs has been playing really good as of late. Uh,
0: you know, they, just a couple weeks ago, they uh, only lost to GRCC by one. Yeah, that, that is true. So, yeah, it'll be exciting. Um, if both of them can get past their first-round games and set up it would be a fun uh, fun game next week. So yeah. moving to Region 2, District 1, uh, we've got Zeeland East on the road against Stevensville-Lakeshore, 5-4 and four Chicks, 6-3 and three Lancers. Uh, what, what's your pick here? All
1: right, here's going to be my upset special. I'm going with uh, Zeeland East. They've, uh, I feel like their quality of schedule has been uh, better as far as the whole conference, and uh, they've played a quite a few playoff teams, including uh, Spring Lake, Shores, Zealand West, and Muskegon, including the last two weeks with Zealand West and Muskegon. So I think they're going to bounce back this week, and uh, I think they're going to they'll pull off the upset on the road. I really like the running game with uh, Shigley Henderman and uh, Brady White. They, I feel like they've been able to move the ball well all year. It'll come down to whether they can get some stops. Just they've struggled to do it against some of the better teams, but uh, I think they'll come away with the win in the end.
0: Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with Lakeshore close here. Um, I think it's going to be a great game. I think I think your points on Zealand East are, are right on. You know, they, They've done some really good things against some good teams, um, and now I think Lakeshore is maybe a step below some of those other teams you just talked about, so we'll see if they can kind of get to that Get to that level against that next level of opponent, but yeah, the only thing that concerns me about Lakeshore, uh, they have lost two in a row. Although it was to Battle Creek Lakeview and Dewitt, I mean Dewitt surely is a you know a power, so nothing to scoff at there. But they do air the ball out pretty well. Uh, Ryan Korfmacher's got 21 passing touchdowns. Uh, this offense is pretty good, but I have a similar concern as you brought up with Zilinski with their defense. So I think you could see a lot of points in this game, which would be uh, which would be exciting. But I'll go with the Lancers in a close one at home. So the other game in this district, Zealand West against St. Joe. We've got another battle here between the Smack and the OK Green. Um, What are your thoughts here on the Ducks?
1: I think, honestly, looking at how favorable the bracket set up for the Ducks, I think they have a pretty uh, favorable matchup all the way until the semifinals. Uh, I think they'll win this one pretty easily and I, really I think they'll win the first three games pretty easily and then obviously uh you know they'll play a tougher team and probably either Muskegon or DeWitt in the semifinals. but uh you know I really like this matchup for them and I really like uh the I really like what kind of draw they got and they have a real chance to make a run
0: yeah that's what uh, I talked to Jason Hutton yesterday and he said the exact same thing he loves Zealand West's run and or uh, draw and thinks that they'll make a run to the semifinals, and I, I think he brings up a great point. St. Joe has been a bit on a, on a bit of a slide. They were five and zero and have lost their last four. Definitely their four best opponents in the last four weeks, and they've all been close. They haven't lost by more than ten. Uh, three single possession losses, but uh, I think they keep it a little closer. But I still think Zealand West uh, ultimately wins this one. Yeah. So finally. Division two, the big game, the two-time defending state champs, Mona Shores, uh, they're taking on Forest Hill Central. The playoff rivalry continues. Uh, this time it will be in Grand Rapids. So uh, what what do you think happens here?
1: Yeah, so this has been one of, a nice little rivalry to years, like you said. Uh, I think it started in 2017. Uh, Forest Hill Central barely got them at their place. Then Shores barely got them. And uh, at their place, then I, uh, I think Shores, and I think the third time was last year, and Shores got him at their place by, uh, by like a half a yard. I, I was at that game. Uh, you know, it was 28-25. They threw a pass deep. Uh, his time was coming off the clock. They got tackled at the one, and that was it. So, uh, you know, they're, I mean, Forest Hill Central is going to remember this for. They've probably thought about this for probably the last year. Uh, So, obviously, they're going to come in more fired up. Uh, Mona Shores, I I wonder if they'll rise up to the occasion of, uh, you know, matching how excited they'll be uh, just because they won the last couple. You know, obviously, I think they'll come in prepared, but I wonder if they'll come in as fired up as opposed to Central. But I'm still going to give the sailors the edge by a tad – But I really think this is anyone's game. This is one of the tough ones for me to pick. And uh, this is a game I'll be at Friday at 7. And I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, so I I think it's funny because Mona Shores can kind of play the underdog, which is crazy to think about as a two-time defending state champ. Um, Now that they, they lost to King and they lost to Muskegon, and everyone's kind of like, well, maybe it's not as good as the last couple of Mona Shores teams. But they're still really talented. They still get a lot of things done. They're still strong in the same areas they always seem to be strong in. Uh, I'm going to go with Forest Hills Central here in a close one. I really like their defense. Uh, they've only given up 100 points this year, and they've played a couple teams that aren't the strongest. Um, but coming off back-to-back shutouts, um, I, I think that they, uh, they're one play away from being 9-0. and uh, Blew a coverage against Grand Blank. Um, I'm gonna go with the Rangers in a close game, but I think this one's gonna be a lot of fun. And frankly, I've really enjoyed this playoff rivalry. It's been it's been exciting to kind of have a little Muskegon Grand Rapids battle, uh, kind of replacing what used to be Muskegon versus Lowell. You know? Yeah, so do I. Uh, just because how competitive the uh, three games have been, and I really, I, I, you know, this like I said, this game can go either way, and I. I
1: I don't blame you for your pick at all. and uh, it was It's the same as we talked about with the Heights-Holton matchup. I think this is going to be one of those that it comes down to the last possession and who has uh, who has the ball
0: last. I really do. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and uh, we'll make sure that um, we, we check out everything you're doing at M7 Sports this weekend. I know you're, you said you'll be at Mona Shores and Forest Hill Central on Friday and Muskegon Heights and Holton on Saturday. Mike, any closing thoughts uh, as we look forward to week one of the playoffs? I'm
1: just excited to see these matchups and see how the brackets play out. You know, I was having fun all weekend, uh, playing with the maps, looking at uh, who was going to be playing where, you know, who had the easiest path to Fort Field, who had the hardest path to Ford Field. So I'm really just excited to see all that and how it shapes out through the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, it should be a lot of fun, uh, a five-week sprint to Detroit for the state championship. So, Mike, uh, thank you as always for joining me, and I look forward to having you back next week as we've got district championships on the line. Yeah,
1: thanks for having me out.